You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode is uh, uh, the uh, PCA finale episode uh, where we've got interviews with a ton of folks, starting with Rick Rodriguez, uh, then Dan Thompson from McAuliffe, uh, Mo from Patina, John Lorendi from uh, Peter James. We've got Desiree from Drunk Chicken. We've got a ton uh, in this episode. This episode might be a little bit longer. I haven't edited it yet. I'm just doing the intro for it right now. Uh, but I know that there's a lot um, to uh, cover for this episode. And all of these interviews were done on the show floor at the PCA Trade Show uh, 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and we had a great time there. If you go to simplystogies.com or you go to our Rumble channel and all of that, uh, I'll put in the show notes as well. But you can uh, watch the uh, latest Cigars and Coffee episode 65, I think is what it is. And uh, I'm at Habano and it's the PCA uh, 22 uh, recap. Uh, And I'll also put out a couple of articles this week. Uh, You should look for those. Uh, about the PCA, um, probably my top five cigars to look for, uh, which I mentioned some of them in in that Cigars and Coffee on our Rumble channel. And and also my my thoughts uh, on the PCA, uh, the trade show, uh, how it went overall, kind of uh, the the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will. Uh, And maybe I'll do a podcast on that. Maybe not. I've got another podcast that I recorded there. Uh, with Dan uh, from 505 Cigar Review. That'll be coming out later on uh, this year, next week or two, maybe this month, maybe next month. Who knows? Uh, But for right now, I hope you enjoy these interviews that I've done with uh, some of the great folks there at the PCA Trade Show, uh, some of these great companies uh, that were very gracious with their time and gave us uh, quite a bit of their time. And so I'm very thankful to them uh, for, for doing that. And I'm thankful for you, the listener, for listening uh, and being able to, um, you know, support us enough to send us again this year. And hopefully next year uh, we'll be back. So I hope you enjoy these interviews and we'll be back when they're over. We are here at the PCA Trade Show 2022. We are at West Tampa Tobacco Company with the one and only Rick Rodriguez. Rick, I am humbled and honored that you took the time to sit down with me. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's talk about West Tampa Tobacco Company, brand new company. Yeah. Why did you start? I started for one reason, and my daughter approached me in 2020, like everybody was shut down, and we're um, having a cigar in my garage. Uh, my daughter just flew back from Nicaragua. She was living in Nicaragua on the beach uh, for about uh, nine months, and she flew back and said, Dad, wondering I'm done with traveling so she graduated college sure uh, nine years ago and started to travel and she'd been traveling for nine years and she's been all over the world she lived in Australia the Philippines Europe Asia Central America and she says I want to plant a flag and I want that flag to be home and so dad could you imagine you and you me and you working for CAO 
I said, baby girl, that would never happen. I work for a company, a corporation. So unless I want to leave General Cigar and do a shop with you, uh, we can work together. Dad, let's do that. And I, I said to myself, you know what? Maybe down the road. I was not ready at that time. In 2020, I was not ready. I was so happy working with General Cigar and SCG and CAO. Why would I leave? I have access to every tobacco I want in the world. Right. And that you want me to leave. But in 2021, dad, really, what can we do together? And uh, I said, you know what? Let's talk. And I called my partner, Gus Martinez, and said, Gus, I am ready to retire from General Cigar. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to open a shop. Really? So a shop where? In Tampa. Now, Gus is a very dear friend of mine. He was uh, the uh, uh, senior brand manager for General Cigar. And so we had the relationship. So when I said, well, I want to do this, he says, Ricky, I want to be the partner with you. I said, bro, because I knew at that time I need a smart guy. Right. I knew tobacco, but I don't know business. And so he's a business guy. And he says, uh, let's do a shop. We're two weeks for signing a lease. And he called me about 10 o'clock one night and said, Ricky, I'm out. Oh, no. And I panicked. Like, what do you mean you're out? If you don't do it, I don't know how to run a business. Right. I know cigars. I know how to tell stories. But I don't know business. He said, no, no. The reason I'm out, and I'll help you, get the money, build it up, and I'll exit. Why? Because I live in Richmond. You're going to have your our, uh, our, our shop in Tampa. You need a manager uh, 24-7. I'm going to sit back and collect money. And that's going to put a trade on our friendship and our business uh, partnership. So, I'm out. But I'll help you. Bro, if you're out, I'm out. I have not told General Cigar I'm leaving so I can easily go you know, and work and go back. Right. And he says... Have you ever thought about doing your own line? I have never thought because I'm so happy. With you were just Jordan. you were right where you thought you needed to exactly. be. Exactly, and I was saying to myself, "All I need to do is four more years, and I can retire." And so uh, we started this process, and Sarah, my daughter, comes up back and say, "Hey, what about us again?" And that started. So we launched West Tampa. And West Tampa is my DNA. That's what you were saying. If you go go to our Rumble channel, because we're not on YouTube, because they won't let us be on YouTube anymore. If you go to our Rumble channel, you'll see. He, he says that when you cut him, he bleeds West Tampa. But I want to ask you about working with family. Because, you know, I, I've talked to Alec Rubin from Alec Bradley. Him and his brother are always by heads. Him and Bradley are always at each other. I know me and my brother are always at each other. And I have a five-year-old daughter at home, so I can't quite imagine working with her in a business setting. How is it like? What's it like working with actual family? Because I know the cigar industry—it's all family, and everyone's very friendly. But like, this is different. This is your daughter. You guys buy heads at all, or is for it? For sure, for sure. We have to. Uh, you know, at the beginning, we had a, a conversation, Sarah. We need to put two hats uh, on. One is business and one is family. So when I go after you or attack you or suggest to you or have you do something, I'm going to ask him from the family hat 
or the business hat because there's two separate things. Because maybe I'll talk to you this way for family. This is a dad talking to a daughter. Right. But when we're working together, this is a employee and a horror talking to each other. So if you're willing to kind of flip that switch or shut your mouth sometimes <laughs> and listen to my direction, I'm just guiding you to be a better person. And so after that conversation, said, I think we have the ability to understand each other. And so let's do this. So uh, right now, she's uh, my slash salesman for Florida slash PR person slash marketing person. She's what we're going to do with her is build her from ground up. She's going to go to the factory, train in the factories. She's going to go to the farm, train the farms. And eventually in five years, this company will be passed over to Sarah. So you're only here for five years. Uh, five, I think uh, five years as the face of them because I'm 62 years old. And so you at don't that look time, it. You don't look bro, it. Bro, thank you so much. The secret is fried chicken, cigars, <laughs> and Bud Light. But uh, but um, I know that I can travel, uh, have the energy for five to ten years. Uh, that meaning that after five years, she'll be the face. But I always support her behind the scenes. I've always been. Are, are always will be in funding, uh, production, uh, packaging, storytelling, connecting the dots. And so, uh, but I know I can't kid myself. I can't do what I did for the last 20 years, another 20 years. Right. Yeah. So you talked in, in that, in the, in the rumble video that I really encourage uh, our listeners to go look at about how you learn to blend and who taught you? Are you teaching her? For sure. You know, uh, right now, uh, I General Cigar was such a beautiful company that they put in front of me four people that changed my life. And these four people happened to be Hall of Famers. So if you guys, if you go to Cigar Official, and realize there's only 11 people in the Hall of Fame. I've been honored to be taught for four of the 11 Hall of Fame. More than a third. It's amazing. So, who taught me what? Mr. Coleman, that owned General Scar, taught me how to respect people to enter a factory to say, you think the most important person in this factory is my general manager. You're wrong. The guy is sweeping the floor. To me, it's the most important. Why? Because do you want to come to work with a dirty work environment? So he taught me to respect the guy that's sweeping your floor, making your cigar, taking your tobacco, fermenting your tobacco, banning boxy. I don't care. He has to have respect from you. Okay, learn that. Frank Anessa from Punch. The first guy with Placencia that went to Central America to grow tobacco. When everybody left Cuba, they went to the Yar, uh, they went to Brasilia, went to uh, uh, Spain. But Fragonessa and Placencia went to Central America. He taught me about growing tobacco. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the founder of you know La Gloria, now East PC, yep. taught me about fermentation. And I trained for two years of the factory. 
one year in the DR, one year in Honduras. Never once did they talk to me or train me about blending, out what tobaccos grew. That happened when I was done with my blending of our training process. Mr. Coleman said, okay, you think you're ready? Sir, I am a master blender. You are not even a, a blender. Now, you need to go to work with Benji Menendez for five years. And I've trained with Benji Menendez for five years. I did every event across this country with him. Listen to how he spoke to per, uh, people, how he answered questions, and made everybody feel that was the best question he had ever heard of. And it was the 10,000th time he heard that question but the downtime of driving him from point A to B was my time and that was the time that he said Benji can I work with this tobacco and this no Ricky they're going to fight they're going to fight so you need lovers you need tobacco that want to enhance each other to love each other to promote each other not to write and so that training came about and after that I went to work with the Gloria and then 13 years ago, I took over CAO, and that uh, gave me the foundation. What CAO uh, offered me is access to tobacco from around the world. And that taught me there's more tobacco than uh, Nicaraguan, than, uh, you know, uh, Connecticut Broadly, Connecticut Shade, and Cameroon. There's so many tobaccos, and the beauty of working with General Cigar at that time. I had never heard this answer. No, I cannot get that thing tobacco, or you can't work with that. Tobacco. It was always, yeah, we'll get it's it for always, you. Always, yes. So, but all that training, I didn't realize how much it's going to help me when I did my own thing. Now I'm working with a factory that has only two wrappers, not 22 wrappers to work with. We only have about uh, four uh, filler wrappers, not. 34 filler wrappers. So, it, ask any chef, what is the hardest thing to cook? Number one, a fried egg. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing to cook consistently. Number two, using two or three ingredients. When you have access to all your cabinet, you can do, but make me a great dish with just butter, salt, and pepper. What? That's hard, but a trained chef can offer you something that you pay $30 for and what Throat. is this butter salt and pepper I couldn't do that I couldn't so, do that but uh, that training helped me to go to this guys to the uh, the factory I'm working with Garmendia is the factory and to say okay let's go to work it's going to be harder for me to work with you guys but I'm looking forward to the challenge I want to ask really quickly you know I, I podcast with Nick Cirrus a, a friend of yours and I always call him Master Blender, and I do it mainly to get under his skin a little bit because he hates it. Do you hate that term, Master Blender, too? Yeah. Why? Because a, a master is the teachers. Those are teachers. So, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's the Benchies of the world, uh, the Carleta, uh, 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 you know, Fuentes of the world, Georgia Perdron of the world. These are masters. All I am when I use if my business card says Rick Rodriguez, it doesn't say owner, it doesn't say master blender, that will happen to me when I start to teach my daughter. Then I'm a master because a master in my eyes is a teacher. Absolutely. I'm not teaching you that. I'm just doing my job, but it's a So 
Yes, I hate it. I know that uh, it's a term that's thrown out there easily. Easily. And it's, uh, Very. And, you know, everybody, oh, I, I'm meeting the master builder. I don't correct them and say, bro, I'm just a blender. You know, but uh, if you want to call me master, okay. In your eyes, maybe I am a master, but in my eyes, I'm not supposed to be a master. There's a characteristic that I found among the blenders that I really enjoy, and that's humility. I'm not the best at what I do. I'm still learning. I'm just doing what I love. And you have a passion for it. But it's inter- interesting because you, you said you've only got a few ingredients now to work with. You went from the big corporate kitchen, so to speak, yep. to now you are boutique. You are the epitome of boutique. And you have these two blends. You have the black and the white. And you said, if you followed me before, follow me now, come on this journey with me, and they're different than anything I've done before. Talk about these two new blends. Yeah, that's the beauty of how, you know, working with other factories. Uh, what other factories gives you is situations of fermentation, rolling techniques, aging tobacco. And so, working with General Scar, I realized, I remember when I was done with training in the DR for a year, or I was tired. Of okay, I can't look or smell another piece of the tobacco. I don't want to harvest enough. But he said, now go to Honduras. Why are you... I learned the process. Right. No, it's a different kitchen. It's a different... So, for me to work with Carmindia taught me, okay, these guys, my fans are used to this style. I'm now going to take a left. And I want to offer you this. And so, take that journey with because it's not, if you're a fan of Puente, uh, you know, uh, Macanudo, General Cigar, CAO, these companies have been around for years, sometimes 30, 40 years. You have an opportunity to say, I was with Ricky and smoked West Tampa. You remember West Tampa 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I was there. So it's not many opportunities your fan base can say, you know what? I'm going to go into that boat and what and grow with us and learn from us. And so when you look at the white, the white and the black are the same wrappers. But I can give you two separate cigars. How? Focus on one and focus on something else for the other one. So when you smoke the white, I want you to pick up and focus on the wrapper. I want that wrapper to be the king of that cigar. But when you smoke the black, I want to reverse it. I want the filler to the, be the key. So the wrapper is bound to tea. And so, yes, there's the same wrappers. If I didn't tell you that, there's no way in heaven you're going to smoke it and say, this is two same wrappers. No, absolutely not. When we walked up, I, I talked to Sarah and she said, do you like to smoke black or white? She said, the white's a little more mild, a little more medium. She's like, the black is a little more full. I'm like, let me try the black. And it's very good. It's what I'm smoking right now. And that's what... Uh, uh, Tim and Randy are smoking as well. You're smoking it. Is that your favorite blend? Uh, Do you have a favorite one? You know, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's like, to me, uh, depending on the time of the day. Okay. Uh, I do not, if I wake up in the morning and take my walk and come back to my garage, I'm going to smoke a cigar. I will not pick up black. No. I will start my palate with the white and open it up so I can enjoy a, a second cigar, the black. If I started with the black, and to go to the white, I'm not tasting the white. Right. And so, uh, depending, so now, uh, going out to dinner tonight, having a steak dinner, I know the white is a great cigar, 
but it's not going to be enough to overpower my palate because I have that steak flavor in my mouth and pepper and salt right. and all that. And so I was going to the black. So if you're a fan of cigars, don't get caught up in I only smoke. <laughs> right? Because if you come to us and say, hey, bro, I'm one of your fans. I only smoke full by cigars. I feel so sorry for you. Absolutely. Because you're missing so many great cigars that you have the the ability to pick up a time of the day. What's your mood? What are you drinking? What do you who do you if you're with ten guys watching wall game and you're not paying attention, pick up a cheap cigar. Absolutely. Don't pick up your padrone that you've been saving. That you're just showing off for. Yeah, because you know, you're not going because you're talking, you're interacting, and all of a sudden you're not enjoying the cigar. So understand this. My masters, everybody that I ever came across smokes mild, medium, and full body cigars. There's not one character being a cigar. I only smoke mild. I only smoke full body. I feel like people think they graduate from yes, mild yes, to yeah, medium exactly. to full, and that's not how exactly. it works. They're all meant to be enjoyed different times of the day, different events, what you're pairing with. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, don't take my word for it. Take Rick Rodriguez's word for it. You know what? Take your own word. You, you, bro, there's so many cigars out there for you to find your hidden jewel. There's a lot of cigars that in my humidor, they'll say to me, hey, uh, you like this? Ah, I don't like it. You know, I don't care if I like it. I'm not even going to smoke a cigar for you. Smoke your own cigars. Absolutely. Be your own fan base. You just said, you know, you smoke a lot of cigars. And you said you're here at the trade show, PCA 2022 Las Vegas, and you're smoking everybody. You're trying everyone's cigars. What does the PCA mean to you? Like, obviously, it's important to be here as a new brand to try to, you know, promote yourself. But you uh, talked about the support. Connection. Uh, it's not often that we can connect. And that is what I love. Selling cigars. I can sell cigars. I don't need the trade show. Right. I can get in my car or plane and go to the shop and sell you a cigar. But I don't have that connection. So it's not often that I can see all my friends together. And so I can hug everybody at one weekend or one time. And those connections are important, especially with BMs. We were talking about Dwight from uh, Fat Ash in Ashland, Kentucky. Like you said, and I've said it on the podcast, Dwight knows it, like middle of nowhere, Kentucky. And it thrives and he has these relationships with guys like you and they you want to go you want to make that connection you want to be a part of that family and i think i think that's great when does west tampa launch well west tampa is kind of out there right now we are uh, kind of stuffing out there about three weeks ago at certain shops uh right now every uh you know uh customers coming to us they're going to receive that cigar on the first of september oh. and so after that but uh there's so many cigars out there uh, right now, we have open, available to you guys, about 120 shops across the U.S. Oh, wow. And if you go to our website, uh, uh, West Tampa Tobacco Company, you'll see an uh, uh, area, pick your local shop. And you can find it. Hopefully, it's going to be one shop around you. If not, there is a handful of guys that can overnight you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, that's for them to share, not for me. Call to the pick shop. one and announce that and the other guys what about me so if you want West Tampa 
I trust you can find it right now. Go look, find it. I'm telling you, the black is phenomenal. I know the white is just as good. Rick Rodriguez, thank you so much for sitting down with me. If you had one thing to say to the people out there about West Tampa that you want them to know about the brand, what would it be? Trust me. That's it? That's it. Trust me. Go along on this journey with Rick. Rick, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. We are here at the Stolen Throne Booth PCA Trade Show 2022 Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are here with the one and only Lee Marsh. Lee, welcome back to the program. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Because I know you guys have been busy. This is your first year at the show. And we talked a little bit about Day Zero was supposed to be Media Day. Oh, yeah. And then it was just, it's actually Day Zero. Like, it's a legitimate Day Zero, zero. now. Uh, which kind of upset you, kind of upset me, sure. kind of upset a lot of people, but it is what it is. You're here now. You guys have been slamming. We've been walking back and forth trying to figure out, okay, when can we come see you now? When can we come see you now? You've just been busy. Yeah, man, it's been nuts. You know, it's funny because, like you said, it's our first show. You, you never know what to expect, right? And I told you I was scared out of my mind. You're like, why? I said, I don't know. It just was, it was a lot, you know, getting here, getting the booth set up, going through all the rigmarole of what that takes. Um, but it's been unreal, man. It's been unreal. Like, I mean, you like you said, you've been by. I couldn't even take a breath. No. Like, it's just been slammed. We're super thankful. The support has been amazing. Um, plenty of new accounts, new markets opening up for Stolen Throne. Um, you cool. know, our normal retailers still hustling and bustling and doing the hard work. Got that pretty baby here today, the old Phantom Queen. Oh, we're going to talk about the Phantom Queen. Yeah. Because this is amazing. So this is the new cigar that you guys are coming out with. And the last time you were on the podcast... You even said had the name and everything. You're like, yeah. hey, look for the Phantom Queen coming. And that was kind of in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked off air. Like, you know, we had to make a conscious effort. You know, demand went through the roof during the pandemic. And our, our focus at that point was do everything we could for our retailers. Right. And I had a hard time stopping moving crooks and stuff to stop for a one-time LE. So we just we made the conscious effort. We we're going to push it off, wait till everything got settled. We knew the new factory was coming. So we got once that all got settled and situated, we're like, all right, it's go time. Let's get some of these projects off the table. Let's talk about the booth, and then we'll come back to the Phantom Queen because I want to find out. Because you were really excited about the Phantom Queen when we talked. Sure, And you're like, it's going to be our first Connecticut. And I told you I'm kind of a Connecticut guy. Yeah, and I'm not. You're like, it's not going to be what you think. That's right. And it's not. And is it? No, it's not. So it's creamy. There's a little bit of spice. It's not over, you know, now that I'm past the initial, it's not overbearing it's not overpowering anything else creamy there's like a avocado oil or butter right so rich it's a very rich it is it is and i love it it is absolutely one of the best cigars that i've smoked here at the show so far i appreciate you tell me a little bit about it and then we'll get in the booth so it it all started as a challenge man you guys know that we're hard head knuckles knuckleheads so Mm -hmm. like we try to do everything against the grain whether it's good or bad we are bob seegers against the wind you know you really are but for us, it was like, it, it started out as like, just like, not really a joke, but like, kind of like, we're down here, we're working with some stuff. Jared's like, let's do a Connecticut. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> That's and not my thing. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. He was like, no, but seriously, he's like, what if we could make a Connecticut that we would smoke? And that's how it started. And so then we, we started playing around with stuff. That wrapper, that Ecuadorian Connecticut is phenomenal, man. I'm not a Connecticut guy. It's grassy, bitter, but those are really sweet, really rich kind of plays super well with the rich tobaccos for the it, binder and filler. It does. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like icing on the cake, you know? 
if I had coffee, this would be amazing yeah. with coffee. First thing in the morning, it'll wake you up. Yeah, and you can smoke it all day too. Right? Absolutely. And that was our big thing. Everything we smoke, you know, I've never been a big breakfast cigar guy. You know, I'll light a crook at four in the morning or three kingdoms. Uh, anything we have, we smoke all day, every day. And with that needed to fit that. There's certain things we're not gonna cut, you know, and, and change about who we're, what we're doing, betting on the cigars. So you've got, this is the LA. Yeah. And you've got Three Kingdoms that came out. Yeah. Which is an amazing cigar. It's so funny. Oh yeah. my God. The, the funny thing about Three Kingdoms, I love telling people, like they think they're insulting me. They, and they always whisper it. They're like, sorry, dude, but I think I might like it more than Crook. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to choose. That's a good thing. I'm happy for you. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thankful because as you know, you and I have talked, I worked on the Three Kingdoms for three years. Right. It shows. So it, 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 I'm so happy that it's been received the way it has. It's has blown up. Of, of course, with everything we've done, we're, we're super lucky, man. We, we bust our ass, but we're super thankful for the sport. And, and that's why I was so worked up about Media Day, because of folks like you is why we have the support that we do. And I'm so grateful and thankful for your time. You have the support that you do because you put out some great cigars. I appreciate it. I can't. All of them are great. So when the crook came out, I think I told you this. I'm not I'm not a, a Mexican San Andreas guy. I don't like it. And it blew me away. I'm like, oh, this is one I can smoke all the time. Yeah. I love it. Then you came out with the call to arms. I'm like, oh, Sumatra. I'm a sucker for a good Sumatra. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hey, wait, here's three kingdoms. I'm like, mother. <laughs> Which one? Give me God. all of your yes, money. Let me Give just, me your money. Yeah. I got two kids, James, man. They like going to Disney World. <laughs> Let's talk about the booth because it's you have a unique booth. It's different than everybody else's. Yeah. I, I love it. You and uh, Noel Rojas, yeah. you guys brought in wagons yeah that's a terrible mistake they're good they look great but what a pain in the ass but they no so you know noel is unapologetically a cuban designed as a texan we've always joked that he changed his legal name to noel john wayne rojas uh but so he had this like crazy idea he's like you know you just did the yellowstone show in 1883 he's like what if we do wagons man it's so different you know it's tied we're both rustic brands I said, sure, dude. Like when he told, we're like, we're literally at the, the factory in Nicaragua and he's got this great idea and like his eyes light up and starts talking with his hands. I'm like, sure, man. You're like, yeah, that's it. a good idea. And then yeah. you got him in and you're like. Yeah. And no one came here, right? Like he had this great idea and he wasn't here yet. So me and the guys put everything together by ourselves. Well, except Phil. Except Phil. Yeah. He got a chair done. He got one chair so done. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for that. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the show in general and the PCA in general because you really do do things against the grain yeah unapologetically <clears throat> despite my wife's uh, wishes yes she's like why can't you just make friends why can't you be normal man right I don't know what that means my wife asks me that all the yeah. time why are you so weird oh I am what I am how are you received within the industry is it getting better because we've talked about how you got your name yeah is it, it getting better I think it has, man. I don't really care. You know that. Like, I don't really care. I know shit. you don't no, care. No, I will say from the retailer side, it's been phenomenal, man. And what, one of the, the proudest moments and the coolest things to see is you'll see retailers in our booth that already carry our stuff, bringing new retailers, telling them you have to buy this. Or the best thing I love is when we get a retailer coming and goes, look, I got five guys that have been harassing me for months to bring you in. Let me just open an account so they'll shut up. Right? So that's... But that says something, right? It does. That, that, that's what really matters. We're all about the consumer. We're all about partnering with our retailers. And as far as the brand owners go, it's been phenomenal. We couldn't ask for better. We're sitting right next to Nick Melillo every day. Him and I come talk. Wish me best of luck. You know, we got Dion right behind us. Same thing. 
So it's 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 cool to be here as a nerd, you know, starting from the grassroots. Like that's the guy I looked up to, you know. Absolutely, because that's and Pete, of course, Pete up front. I, I'm lucky enough to call him a friend. It's been awesome, and, and realistically, we're here to do what we want to do. And 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 why you saw how busy we are, people want it too. So Absolutely. that's really all that matters. Based on your experience, because we're on day three now, yeah. right? Based on your experience, will you come back next year? Oh yeah, we'll definitely be back. Will you, you know, bring the wagons? I'm gonna burn these things. We, they, if they're still standing, yeah, we'll bring them. All right, we'll bring them. Um, now I feel like we have to. That, like right. even if they're not on the motif, they're just gonna be here just because they. Right. Well, maybe keep them together. Can you ship them in a large shipping container? That's gonna be Noel's problem. I'm not dealing with that. I already told him. I made it clear. I put these things together twice, the first and the last time. <laughs> I like that. What's next for you guys? You have the Phantom Queen, which drops when. In September, they'll be shipping nationwide to retailers. So look for those in your local B&M. What is next for Stolen Throne? Well, we got one more uh, project. We're starting our vertical project, the Throne Room Reserve. We, we were trying to get that together for this year, but it'll probably be early next year. Um, so that'll be a really cool project, right? If you think of bourbon, you know I'm a bourbon guy too. Yes. So it'll be a vertical product. So all the cigars will be produced at the same time. And every year we'll release the next vertical a little bit older until nice. they're gone. So that'll also be in a box. Phil, as as terrible as it is, is being a team player and helping us out. He's killed it with the band design. You know, we try to do everything in-house. Yeah. From our boxes, bands, everything. So he killed it on the design. It's going to look dope. Everyone's going to love it. Very nice. Very nice. This is, I, I'm just going to be honest, and I'm not, you know I don't blow smoke, sure. right? This is going to be one of my five cigars to watch for coming out of the PCA. I appreciate you. And it's up there with West Tampa Tobacco Company. Yeah some of the other ones like though this one is fighting right now with west tobacco in my mind yeah. for the best that's, one that's not our rick's awesome you know so i i wish them nothing but success but thanks to you and be considered man i appreciate you thank you for taking the time of with course, us dude, we're going to get time, you on man. the podcast yeah, uh, again uh real soon i'll reach out to you lee marsh stolen throne cigars cheers i'm sitting here with desiree you are the owner founder of drunken chicken cigars Drunk chicken cigars. Drunk chicken cigars. Yeah, we're not drunken yet. Not yet? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so I have followed you on Instagram for quite a while, but you have a great story about how you got into the business. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that was by accident. Never expected, never wanted to get in the best business. And actually, sometimes I go, what am I doing? <laughs> um, I was just making cigars for myself and my fiance, and we were just out there playing around because cigars were so expensive, especially with both of us smoking three and four a day. It was like, we, it was our running joke. Uh, who's not gonna be able to smoke today? <laughs> <laughs> so when we um, ran into this group of rollers, it's a small um, storefront type of roller, and they said they can make anything we want. We work with them to make the first five blends based on how we smoke, our smoking habits. No kidding. Yeah. So it's just all by chance. Yeah, we, we just worked with them, went back and forth. It took us a little over six months. And, you know, we want to add more, subtract more. Not sure it's too sweet, not too sweet. We don't want it that strong. And based off of, um, he likes um, stronger cigars. So that's where the DCO came in. Um, I like them only at home because it makes me extremely lightheaded. Um, and then um, the Mother Clucker. Uh, we did that one because I love the red wine. He loves red wine, the cedar and the spice in it. Um, really complimented the red wine. 
and then we did the fat hand and it was only a shorty torpedo at the time because I needed a smoke break at work and I needed something short, quick, and so I can go back to work. Get in, um, get and out. in a solid medium. I didn't want anything to go to my head, but I didn't want anything too light either. Right. The Living a Dream was um, light and smooth because it was, um, it can go with anything, any time of the day. That's where our logo slogan comes, any time of the day cigar. And we're living a dream right now. And then Sweet Dreams, that sweet tip, coffee, espresso at the end of the night. It's just so light and smooth. So I'm smoking the Sweet Dreams right now. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet tip. I don't normally like sweet tips. There's only one or two brands where I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. This is very good. Thank this you. is very, very good. So it's Connecticut. Connecticut. But it doesn't smoke like a Connecticut. No, it has um, Nicaraguan um, tobacco filler and Ecuadorian um, binder. So you get a little tiny hit of spice, tiny on the back end. You also get a, it's a solid, it's a medium cigar. Although because of the sweet tip, a lot of people say it's a light, uh, mild cigar. But it smokes, it's smooth, and it, the flavor is just so powerful. Pepper on the retro hail, a little bit spicy, a little bit sweet. I like that juxtaposition. Where'd the name come from, Drunk Chicken Cigars? Well, uh, we have a chicken farm that our friends make a joke that um, because our chickens look drunk, um, <laughs> that we should call our place a drunk chicken. So we decided to do that. And here we are, um, it just named it after our lifestyle, what we do, it's the chickens and um, living the dream. This is blown up for you. Yes. How have things changed? When you look back and you go, okay, so we, we did this, we kind of stumbled upon it, took six months to do it. When you were working with the rollers and the blenders for six months, did you ever imagine no. you'd be here today? No, because it was never to sell. It was just for us it, to smoke. Right. So, no, so there was no thought about selling. There was no thought about. We asked the rolls to make us a hundred of each one of the blends. We stuck them in the old freezer refrigerator that we had because we didn't know where to put five hundred cigars, and they were n- name numbered one, two, three, four, five. So there was uh, the band had a white band that said number one, number two, two number, number three, three number, four, yeah. five, and that was it. It was never to um, sell. So when we started going to the lounge. And what are you smoking with the number one on it or number five on it? That was just for us to keep up with, you know, if we wanted to reorder. Oh, one of our cigars. Here, have one. And we just started giving them out because we had 500. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you started rolling them. Uh, you know, you had them rolled yourselves because, you know, you're doing three or four a day. That's what I do. You're running out. Like, who's not smoking tonight? Then you go to the lounge. You're just like every other cigar smoker. You're like, oh, what are you smoking? Here, try it. You just start giving them away. Yeah, it was nothing special. Here, you have one. And um, our friends and strangers that, this is good. You really should sell this. This is good. And we've heard it so much that we actually went to a couple of lounges like, would you buy this? Yeah, absolutely. But change that band. What is the number one? Um, what's the name of the company? And we're like, I don't know. So we started to build the company and we called it Mad Dog, Crazy Dog and all kinds of things. But, um, you know, talking to people, finding out how to get in the industry, how to do things, how to get rappers uh, and, and bands on it, bands, not rappers. Um, we learned and, and we learned that we had to have something that was personal to us and that meant something to us. Are the blends that way too, personal to you? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That the is the only blend that's not is the homicidal hen. Um, because <laughs> the homicidal that's hen. the first one we blend for somebody for the sale. Okay. Everything else was blend, blended for us. So you have the first five lines. Now you have the LA. Where did the idea for the LA come from? People kept telling us the DCO wasn't strong enough. DCO wasn't strong enough. So um, we wanted to get something that was a little bit stronger. And it just depends because we had people tell us, oh man, that was so strong. And then we had people say that wasn't really strong. And then we even had a Raider the other day say, oh, you really need to make this. This is not a full strength, not a full strength. Had to stop the podcast that he was doing because he got too dizzy. <laughs> tried to cleanse his palate, eat chocolate, and had to stop it all together said, I can't do this anymore. But the whole time saying it's not full strength. So Wow. Yeah, so it just was people to me mix up um, strength and um, body. body. And so yes, I like smooth cigars. So all of our cigars are smooth. So it's not Very. full body, but it's full strength. Right. Yes. Yes. There's a big difference yes. and people do not understand that. Yes. So <laughs> So we're obviously here on the show floor of the PCA Trade Show 2022. How important is it for drunk chicken cigars to be at the PCA? Um, for me, a smaller brand, um, I feel like we're not represented. Um, we're not heard. Um, and everyone goes to, you know, the larger brand, what you know, and, and that's good. But there's so many cigars out here. I want people to, I want to encourage people to go out and try other blends. Even if it's not drunk chicken cigar, go try, open up your um, palate, open up your um, thought process and find something else. Um, because there's so many other um, people out here doing amazing cigars. So it's important for me to say, show that um, we have great cigars too. Does this give you a lot of exposure with retailers that you might not normally interact with? Absolutely. Yet last year, people um, PCA was much smaller, um, so because of the smallness of it last year, um, people flocked to us um, because there was nobody else. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure. There was absolute people here. But, Are you um, sure it's just not the cigars? They tried the cigars like, oh, yeah, we need to go over there. Yeah, maybe so. But um, this year, I think that it's because we do have a great reputation for having great cigars, and I want to keep it that way. Absolutely. Guys, if you have not tried Drunk Chicken Cigars, give them a shot. Where can people find Drunk Chicken Cigars? In over 400 lounges across the U.S. and we are actually have a footprint in Europe as well right now. Um, we've doubled that as well over the years. Where are you at in Europe? Um, we have a distributor called Rebellion Cigars and they distribute um, to um, some lounges. I don't know the numbers yet. Um, so we work. I'm working with them, but they have doubled their footprint as well. Wow, with drug that's fantastic! Congratulations Thank on all you. of your Thank success. You. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today, guys. Desiree, drunk chicken cigars. Good luck. Thank keep, you. Keep keep killing it. I'm gonna do my best. All right. <laughs> we are here at the PCA Trade Show 2022 with John Lorendi, Peter James. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I think we're just going to go with my stage name from now on, just Peter James. Just Peter Seems James. Seems simpler, it just does, like the Simply Stogie podcast. <laughs> How is the show treating you? It's been great. I mean, you know, we, we haven't been here for the past three years just because of everything that's going on, but uh, happy to be back, seeing so many faces that we haven't seen for quite some time. So, I mean, that it's always great. Everybody here in the industry is, you know, it's a, it's a close, tight-knit group, and it, you know, spending a lot of time after hours after the show just catching up is just, it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. I'm just happy. You know? 
on a scale of one to dead, how tired are you? Well, I'm getting up there. I know the baby face doesn't doesn't show it, but I'm getting up there, so I'm pretty pretty beat. I, I did just get my voice back. You did after the first day. You did. Yeah, I, I wanted to just go lay down and die. I think I still might do that. Go curl up in the fetal well, position. Listen, I I bowed out gracefully last night, and I got myself some good old fashioned sleep. So ready to go for another day and a half. Another day and a half. Another day and a half. This is time. It's different for you because you're not just promoting and highlighting your leather correct you have a brand new bl uh, blend you've got two new blends yes. actually that you talked about last time you were on the podcast yes. tell us about those again so launch was june 1st but this is our first exposure to all the retailers which the reception has been um humble humblingly that's even a word fucking amazing it's okay yeah no that's good i think that works all right uh it's been uh, incredible. We had a couple people, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a challenge sometimes going from the accessory side and coming over to the tobacco side. Um, but I think what set us apart is the fact that we put our roots into the manufacturing. Absolutely. We took what we know from process in leather goods. And, you know, I've been in, in manufacturing since I was a kid. I grew up in manufacturing with my old man. So we take that process and apply everything we know and partner with people who know tobacco really well. Uh, you know, being a consumer is a little different than being in it. Yeah, um, for sure. So that whole process was, for me, super rewarding. Um, you know, a lot of people have actually been asking, is this going to be it for your cigar line? I'm, no, uh, I had way too much fun doing it. Good. So I'm going to continue doing it. Um, and I, I guess right now, we just kept it simple. Two blends. You have your everyday new favorite pair of jeans in your Habano. It is a fantastically elegant, uh, smooth, medium-bodied cigar uh, and doesn't not necessarily have to be paired with anything to be enjoyed. It's just one of those quick pick-up and go, you know what you're going to get. Um, and then we have the big brother, the Maduro, which is similar in its, in its nature. It's still comprised of similar uh, ingredients. However, it is that big brother. You're going to get a medium body with that full flavor. You know what I mean? So it's something that just it, it, it still gives treats you as, as that soft, elegant feel, but you got subtle versus out there, a little flair. So I, I was finally able to smoke one of your cigars. Thank you so much for that, by the way. I got to smoke the Maduro the other night because I've got the Habano at home. Finally came in from Lucas. Thank God. <laughs> and you told me you should text me when you smoke it. We just just gone out to a nice dinner and I sat down and I smoked it. I'm like, this is the perfect after dinner cigar it is elegant especially because we went somewhere you know you're in vegas you gotta yeah. spend a little money went somewhere very nice and it elevated that experience and it's like everything else that peter james does that i have said since the beginning when you think class when you think luxury when you think elegance when you think cigars peter james is who you think of that cigar checked all of those boxes everyone and made sure it did it was a fantastic experience. So I'm very happy that you're seeing a lot of support from people. Were they shocked? Did people know? No. Um, I, I think more, yeah, shocked, but just kind of like You did what puzzled. You did, why, why would you do that? Are and you sure you yeah, wanted to do that? And, and a lot of questions asked why. And I think, you know, it's, I, I, I think you could ask any cigar smoker, you know, if, if, if they could live that dream, make their own cigar. They, 99% of them would say yes. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, and I just think it was the right time. Uh, I, I was I was definitely in a better place uh, with Peter James in where I wanted it to go and where I wanted to see the future. 
but also, you know, talking to some of the guys at the, at the office and, and it speaks true to our core value of, we just want to make people feel special in any way, whether it's through one of our cases, our aromatics, or now our cigar. When you're smoking it, I just want you to feel like it's your time and it's something you can enjoy and you never have to think twice about it, just like all of our, our, our releases. So, you know, we're, we're happy. We have a long way to go, uh, but we're, we're, we're here. So what's next for Peter James? What do you have? I know we've talked a little bit off air, off, you can say as much or as little as you want, but I know you've got a lot of pokers in the fire, as they said. Yes. Uh, it, for us, it's staying true to the lifestyle. Uh, it's not just one object or one thing or another. It's how do we bring in the entire lifestyle um, into the Peter James household? Uh, and that, that starts with a carry case, um, fragrance, you know, aromatics for the room, your cigar, coffee, your coffee, which we brought 200 pods and are pretty much almost gone. So people, I think, like the coffee. They love the coffee because it was amazing. Um, and, and, and we're going to open the floodgates. So um, I don't know if the camera can see it, but there's a prototype sitting on the floor of ju just something to show you know, what our capabilities are. And, and I think that speaks to not just who we are as a brand, but it's everything we do is start to finish. We're a part of every process uh, from the get-go. You know, our manufacturing, we are part of that. We are visiting our facilities. We are helping them through quality control. Uh, we're embedded in it solely and deeply. And that's why we're able to, to produce. And I think now having that capability coming out of Italy um, is just going to elevate our game and give us more tools you know, in the chest. Absolutely. Now you said the word lifestyle. Yes. For you, it is a lifestyle. It's not just a hobby. It's not just something to do to pass the time. It's a lifestyle. Do you do this to try to bring others in to elevate it? Like guys, it's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle and you can do this too. You can emulate that lifestyle that you want. Yeah. And I, you know what? I, it, it's a great, that's a great question. I, uh, I'd like to speak to that because I think people sometimes uh, misunderstand the use of the word lifestyle. Uh, it's more of, it's an experience throughout your day. That's the lifestyle, the experience you create for yourself. Uh, that's how you, you change your mood, change your, uh, your feeling, your, your everything, the way you, you are in your everyday life. So as an example, for me, you know, smoking a cigar is not like I have to smoke a cigar. It's, how do I incorporate? Because I want to have a cigar in my in my evening out. Absolutely. So how do we coordinate our night? Is dinner involved? Are drinks involved? Where are our drinks? Can I have a cigar on the patio? Because I would like to elevate that experience. If Absolutely. I'm going to have a nice dinner, I'm going to be in great company. I want to end it with a cigar. Absolutely. There's no better way to end it. Is right. It? And it, all of your products elevate you to that lifestyle. Yes. Absolutely. So that's... You know, and I think what, what's coming out of here is, you know, we've been around for almost 10 years now. Um, people are now starting to say, okay, Peter James is not going anywhere. This isn't a fad or a novelty product. Um, it's not just and, some guys who were bored. Yeah, no. Like John's in it. And and you're seeing a lot of other brands, you know, wanting to, to, to work together. And for me, that's, I love that. You know, there's, you know, it, you take a look at the Arturo and uh, the Fuente and the Padron project. I think that, that we need more of that. We do. We need more of that Balenciaga Gucci project. We need more of that. People need to, you pull in all your creativity from all houses and we create something that's completely unique. 
that's going to make the end user feel even more special. And that's something I think that's missing in the cigar industry in general, not all the time, like you said, Padron and Arturo Fuente, but a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. And a lot of guys don't see that. They just see bottom dollar. Yeah. And for those guys who, where it's just a business, you can tell that you have a passion for this. You have a passion for the lifestyle. You have a passion for every product that you make and every cigar, every case, the cologne, the coffee, you are involved and it's, it has to be what you envision. Yes. Well, let me cut you off. I'll tell you where that spawns from. I, I never met my one of my grandfathers. Um, he passed when my mom was only one years old. But, you know, we, we, I used to talk to my grandmother about him all the time. And one thing that he said that we have very much in common, other than our looks, um, <laughs> is, is when he did something, anything, it could be washing the car or it could be um, taking the family out for a picnic. Whatever it was, he put his entire intention and heart behind it. If he wasn't able to do that, he didn't do it. So I think that's where I got it from. Uh, because anything that I do, it's either I'm going, I have one year, it's you're going to do it. On or off. On or off. There's no uh, in between for me. And I, and I think that people are starting to, to, to appreciate and respect that, us for that. There's no beast mode. It's always no. beast mode. Yes. It's just that's the way you're built. Yeah. Not to get philosophical, but do you think like the gen this generation, this next generation kind of has lost that? Um, I, I, I don't think they've lost it. I think they've just, no one's really ever ingrained that in them. You know, we're just so uh, consumed by distraction and uh, we are going to get a little philosophical, but it's the truth. We're just, we're always looking for a distraction, whether it's uh, a phone or, 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 or even just keeping our eyes busy. We're, we're looking for something. Um, and I think that's why people are gravitating towards cigars because it forces you into contemplation. It forces you into the ability to just relax. Whereas a cigarette is just a, a, a distraction. And a fix. And a fix. Your cigar is your meditation. It's your contemplation. It allows you to slow down. So you're starting to see the younger generation ask questions, yeah. which in itself tells you that maybe they just were never educated the way we were. And I, I tell you, the, the people that I've walked through here, um, I, I'll give my time, I'll give my energy into helping, into giving you all the knowledge that I have if they ever have any questions about that. John Lorendi, Peter James, if your local tobacconist isn't carrying Loisa Stoikas, send them to John. Get them in there, I'm telling you. They're very good. Check out his leather, check out his coffee, check out his colognes. A man of many talents. John, thank you so much. You, I appreciate James. your time. Likewise. Good luck for the rest of the show. Thank we'll you. see you. All right. I am here at the PCAA Trade Show 2022 with none other than Bradley Rubin. Bradley, welcome to the program. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, for those of you who have listened to the show, you know that I had his brother Alec on just a few months ago. Right. I want to talk first before we get to all of the good stuff because this is so fun for me because my family is the same way. You and Alec. Alec has nothing but nice things to say about you. Don't believe you, but okay. He, he does. I promise he does. Nothing but nice things to say about you. But he also said that on occasion, you guys butt heads, like with the Kintsugi. Yeah. Is that, so that's true? Yeah, of course it's true. It's, and I'm going to ask you here on the podcast, he gives you shit about the mustache and the, and the mullet. Yeah, he likes to poke fun and all that stuff. I know it's because he's jealous. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he could grow his facial hair out, but he doesn't. And 
he this the face gets itchy, itchy and like whatever, whatever. Yeah, he, he likes to make fun, and that's fine. A lot of people like to make fun, you know. But they make comments, whether they're good or bad. It's good PR for me personally. Uh, I'll take whatever I can get. Has your dad ever had to break up a fight? No, no. no. Me and I, like, we don't. There's some things or many things I would say that we don't see eye to eye on, but we're never like getting into a fight. And if anything, both of us are super passive aggressive, so we won't. Yeah, we're not like we're not upfront about it. We'll be like bury our feelings in, and then it comes, oh yeah, then it comes out later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, my brother would just try to beat my ass. Yeah, that's all he would try to do. Yeah, no. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about some of the new stuff that you've got here uh, at the trade show because you. You've got a couple of things. I'm smoking one of them right now. Right. The double broadleaf. And I'll be honest, I had one. Jeff from Capital Cigars yeah. hooked me up. He's like, hey, you got to try this. Yeah. I tried it yesterday. I'm like, shit. Alec Bradley is putting out some fire sticks lately. Tell me, tell me about the double broadleaf. So I've been wanting to make a, a broadleaf cigar for a very long time. Some of my favorite cigars use broadleaf tobacco. Uh, it, it's just got such a rich flavor to it. And get honestly, getting Connecticut broadleaf is super, super tough. Yeah. It's very expensive, so we didn't do that. Uh, we got seeds though from 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 Connecticut. We grew them in Honduras, so this is Honduran broadleaf. Oh wow! As far as I know, I could be wrong. I think we're the only ones using Honduran broadleaf at the moment. Uh, I can't think of another one. So it's got a broadleaf wrapper. It's also using a broadleaf binder. So that's why the hence you know hence name the broadleaf. When you do something like that and you can't find the tobacco that you're looking for, you can't source it, right. and you end up having to grow it yourself, that's kind of a big risk, right? Like, okay, so how is this seed going to do in this soil? Right. Yeah, you're doing something that hasn't been done before. So to, to take on this, you know, this adventure, basically, like to try something new is, is scary because you don't know how it's going to turn out. But when you work with the best people in the world that know what they're doing, it makes it makes things a little bit uh, easier. So in those conversations around this, like this is what we're going to do, this is the plan. What what do those conversations look like internally between you know you, your brother, your dad, your blenders? Like what is that? Um, it's really about how do we do this? Like we're, our our goals and everyone that we work with, the goal is to always get the, the answer yes. And whether it's with the, the blenders or with people on our sales team or our retailers, when they're asking us, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? How, the answer is, how do we get to yes? And that's it. And if we can't, that means we've, we've exhausted everything that to, to, uh, ultimately end up at no. And so when we brought up uh, doing broadleaf and that, yeah, we can't get Connecticut broadleaf or it's too expensive, doesn't make sense for us. And then we're like, well, what do we, what do we think about growing it ourselves? Right. And they, they said, yeah, we'll go. That's awesome. Yeah. What does, because you've got new, you've got new sticks coming out for the PCA. Like you have the PCA exclusive, right? PCA attendee exclusive. Attendee exclusive. And this is different than what they've done. I mean, they started it last year, right? With, we're going to have some PCA exclusive sticks. Right. Did they approach you or did you approach them? Um, I think they approached us, I think. I mean... My, my father, Alan, uh, you know, the owner of, of Alec Bradley, he's heavily involved in PCA as well as CRA. So he is very much focused on what's going on in this industry and trying to make sure that this industry stays around for a long time, as well as many other many others here, especially ones that are creating PCA exclusive cigars. 
um, because we want this this trade show to happen because this pays for a lot of things. Right. So uh, last year we did a Magic Toast box press Toro, and then this year we're doing something that is really cool, especially if you're an old Alec Bradley smoker. If you there's cigars that maybe you love that are no longer around, this is probably the pack for you. So it's called New Mix Classics, and it comes with four. It's a four pack sampler. So the first one it comes with, and these are all Toro sizes. The first one is called Select Cabinet Reserve or SCR. The second one is um, uh, Sanctum. The third is Max Connecticut, and the last one is Vice Press. So we found all these bands like in our factories. Our factories have, and three of the four bands have our old logo on. Them. Oh wow! So we found all, all these bands at our warehouse, and we're like, well, we we paid for these things like ten years ago. What do we think about like just remaking the cigars at like the lowest quantity so we can use up all the bands? And uh, and Ralph, our vice president, thought it was a great idea. And then I was like, maybe we should make it a PCA exclusive. Like that'd be pretty cool. So we got a thousand boats, uh, ten packs in a boat, four four cigars in a pack, and that's probably going to be the only. That's it. That's it. They sold out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's been busy this year, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Every day is first day we were slammed, like slam, slam, nonstop from beginning to end. Second day, really nice and steady, but not as crazy as, as day one. And then day three right now, a little slow, but, you know, it's all about the numbers at the end of the day, so we'll see. How tired are you? On a scale of one to I'm dead. Uh, dead. Dead, yeah, yeah I'm right there I'm with I'm fried. You. Fried like, a, like an egg on a good burger. Are you going to go home and just relax after this? No. Actually, when this ends tomorrow, I'm extending my trip. I've already extended my trip. But why? It's because I love Vegas so much. Vegas is fun. I love Vegas. <laughs> it's also very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not going anywhere afterwards. Then I'll I'll be, you know, maybe I'll get some ramen for the house, all that stuff. But it'll there, be fine. There you go. Let's talk about the Kintsugi. So I had, like I told you, I had Alec on. We talked about that. Uh, tell me the story behind it, because I got Alex's version okay. of the story. I yeah, want to hear your version. Mine's of the, the real story. version. Mine is the real version. Alex. Mine's the real version. Yeah, mine's the real version. So we were working on Kintsugi. Um, it was going well. The blend was was good. Um, done basically as as we were working on the packaging. Um, the pandemic hit. We were probably working on the packaging for about six months. Um, about the time the pandemic hit, we were started working from home, and my dad kind of talked to me and was like, "Hey, I think you should take a look at the Kintsugi packaging. I don't really think it makes sense for what you're going for." And it explained why, and I took a look at it. I looked at it for a long time, and I was like, "Man, he is he's very very right." Because like, Alec wanted to just yeah, let's just use this, let's get it out. Right. So like, it was basically done. My dad made the comment. I looked at it. My dad has a lot of experience in this industry, Absolutely. so I, I do trust him. And I thought he was right. And so I had to call him and I had to call my other coworker and say, you know, and this is while we're all working from home and say, hey, I, I don't think, I think we got to redo this. And I was like, we know, we got to get the product out now. We got to get it out now. Like, if we don't get it out now, we're, we're missing out on opportunity. I'm like, Alec, we, we have time. Like, this was the beginning of the pandemic. Numbers were up and crazy. And it was, you know, cigars were flying off the shelves. Absolutely. Um, I was like, we're doing pretty well right now. I don't think we need this product out like immediately. He's like, you got two weeks. You got two weeks. You got two weeks to give me, show me something that we're heading in the right direction. And I was like, babe, what is this number? Two weeks. He's like, you got two weeks. And I'm like, just give me some time. 
he was not happy about it. And, you know, it took basically another six months um, by the end of it. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's the best, to me, it's the best thing we've ever created. Like, at least that I've ever created. I don't want to say we, because I don't want to diss my dad. The royal we. Yeah, the royal we. I don't want to, I don't, can I curse? Or no? Absolutely. I don't want to, I was going to say, I don't want to shit on my old man and say this is the best thing we've ever created. But I, when I see that box, I like, it's like I'm glowing. Oh, I love it. I, that's my favorite blend. And you told the same story, essentially. What, and, what details are they? No, details it was essentially the same story, but here's the thing. Here's Alec did say he's like, I told him two weeks. He took six months. God damn it, he was right. There we go. There we go. So, and that's all I'm ever looking for for anyone out there. <laughs> uh, my ego is big. Uh, it's a little and, bigger now. It's and a I'm, little look, bigger. I'm looking for just like the, the words, you're right, all the time. Because I'm um, guessing he didn't tell you you were right when he when he saw the bomb. I don't ever think he said the word to me like yeah, brother, you were right. But he's he said like it was good that that we did that. And I'm like, what do you mean we? Like what do you mean we? That's all like, me, man. But he he's made it clear that it was for the best. So we talked a little bit offline, and that is my favorite cigar, is Kintsugi. That right. is your favorite. If you had to pick one, that would be the one you would pick. But this double broadleaf. It's pretty close to being like neck and neck. It's very good without being broadleafy. Okay. If that makes sense. It's not overly in your face. It's not right. peppered spice up and about your no. head. It's very, it's not subtle, but it's not harsh. Right. And I dig that. Yeah, that was something I was worried about was that harshness. I mean, I think if you look at some of the best broadleaf cigars or my favorite broadleaf cigars, they don't have that harshness. They're rich and full, but more creamy than anything. And that's what I get from that brand. And there's a few blenders and brands that have kind of gone in that direction. What Do you think that's the direction you're going to start to see in the industry? Because you kind of see it with the Connecticut's. It's not the old Connecticut's. They're right. a little bit spicy and they're a little bit peppery. And sure. There's more nuance and complexities to it. Do you think you're going to see it this way where it's not just going to be overly harsh and in your face but you're gonna get some nuance and some complexity i think so i mean ultimately i I think the idea of like trends and stuff is really difficult for the cigar industry because when you have a cigar in your portfolio the last thing you want to do is make another cigar that's similar in your portfolio it's always about you know different price points and different uh blend profiles and so basically the goal for us is always to create something new that's not within our portfolio you know, that's why we're using tobaccos we've never used before, like broadleaf. Um, you know, we came out with a trilogy not too long ago that utilizes Cameroon. Um, so good. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, so I was at a shop and he's like, hey, we just had an Alec Bradley event. We got the trilogy. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, no, you got to try it. Right. You did. I'm like, really? He's like, just try it. <laughs> And I, I'm like, holy shit! This Cameroon is so good. That's the that to me. That's my that's the best one. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm not saying the other ones aren't good. No, but that Cameroon, if I had to choose between them, that's the one. I pick the same every time. time. Same every time. It's so good. What was it like? And I'll get out of your hair. No, no pun intended. I promise. <laughs> what was it like growing up in the industry, seeing your dad do all of this? Did you want to get into this, or was this like? know let me go do some stuff first so it took it took me a while to kind of understand what he did you know like growing up like 
your name's on a company. I didn't really understand the idea of it, you know, and like what that concept really was. Like, my name's on a cigar. Like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Yeah, what does that really even mean? Um, and then as I got older, I started to kind of understand my, one of my dad's friends had one of our cigars and they were smoking. He's like, you know, your dad makes people really happy with this product. And then something like, like that kind of struck a chord with me. And then, you know, I become age uh, appropriate to smoke, start smoking cigars. It took me a while to kind of understand how to do it. But it, after about the third try, Alec actually taught me how to smoke a cigar. Oh, wow. Um, said when you're drinking water through a straw, like you put it in your cheeks before you swallow, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, just don't swallow the water. Don't swallow the water. And I was yeah. like, all right, I got it. Um, that really helped me out. So did he teach you how to retrohale too? Um, my dad taught me how to retrohale. Did you have a hard time with it? Yeah, it took a little bit. Yeah. I was worried about choking on the smoke. I just felt like an idiot trying to yeah. blow it out of my nose. Yeah. And now it's just second nature. Right. Um, but then college comes around. I'm so, uh, close to graduating. I, I told my family originally, I was like, I think I might explore my other options just so, you know, I see what else is out there in life. And then I kind of realized like, man, why would I do that? Like, I love smoking cigars. It's done so much for me and my family right. and like my whole life. Like it's kind of been because of this. So, you know, why wouldn't I want that and have the opportunity to maybe do what my dad did for me for possibly if I ever have children and do for them. So graduation's right around the corner. They're like, Hey Bradley, what are you gonna do with your life? And I was like, Oh, I'm, I thought I told you guys, I'm gonna join the business. I'm gonna join the business. Yeah, and they're like, Did you want to like let us know? And I was like, I'm letting you know right now. Just showed up at the office one day. Basically, where's my time card? Yeah, it was about a, uh, about a month, two months before I graduated college. I had nothing lined up. Never looked back. No. This is what you want to do. This, this is, is it. what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is my actually my first job ever, and I hope it's my last, last job, job ever. Absolutely. Check out the double broadleaf, Alec Bradley. Of course, the Kintsugi, the Trilogy, the PCA exclusives. Go to your local tobacconist. Find out if they've got them, because if they didn't, they missed out. You're going to have to find them, because you don't want to miss it. Bradley, thank you so much for your time. Right. I appreciate it. Have a uh, good rest of the show. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll get you and your brother on a podcast so I can hear you two fight, so I don't feel bad about how my brother and I fight. Fair enough. We'll make it, we'll make it work. Thank you. Yeah. We are at the McAuliffe booth at the PCA Trade Show 2022 with Dan Thompson. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. James, it's great to be here with you. I know that we started our journey three years ago as you were beginning your podcast journey. And I got to say, I love what you're doing and I'm very appreciative to your audience and how they've responded to McAuliffe Cigars. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you guys put out a great product. Thank you. I love you guys. Andy's great. We talked with Andy at the... Uh, uh, Fat Ash Cigar uh, event, National Kentucky, my old Kentucky Herp. That was what I was searching for. wasn't right there on the top of my tip of my tongue. First question I want to ask you. You didn't come to PCA trade show last year. That's right. And it was kind of a big deal because that was the first, 2020 was the first year where, you know, the big four said, no, we're not coming. And then you put out a press release and you said, we're not coming either. We're going to focus on our B&Ms. So you focused on the B&Ms for a year, and now you're back. Why are you back? What's changed? What's different? Yeah, I think that we should recap. You know, 2019 was the last time we were at the trade show. We were uh, about a two-year-old company at that time. We're five years old now. And as 
as we left the trade show in 2019, what we knew is that we had work that we had to do to improve ourselves as a company. And one of the products was that was the letter that came out and talk about being the worst timing in the industry. We released an open letter the day after the big four. It was already in the queues of the press room. There was nothing we could do. But our reasoning was very different. Our reasoning is we need to work on some things inside ourselves. We clarified our strategy, how we were going to make investments. One of the things we could do at McAuliffe Cigars, the saying we have, is that we could do anything. We just have to do it in a sequenced order to be able to execute on it. So in 2019, we began deeply investing in our tobacco because we have our own manufacturing facility in Esteli, Nicaragua. We needed multiple years of inventory of tobacco to be processed so that we would be able to build up to what we did in 2021, which was a million cigars in our own factory. At the same time, we stepped back, we repositioned our brand in the marketplace. We wanted other cigar brands to be celebrated when we were working with them. That's right, we'll get to the balloon popping in a minute. We wanted to be a brand that was solely focused on the brick and mortar market. As we're family owned, we want to work with only family owned businesses so that we can make decisions to help each other. At the time we were lukewarm, we were in some large online sellers and we had to take the time to clearly separate away from them so that we can have this B&M exclusivity. So that brings us to this year where we had our tobacco inventories, we have our products, we have our sales team that's out there, we have our marketing, and it was time to come to the show. And the reality is PCA has done a great job hosting us this year, and we couldn't have done it without some special attention they provided to us, which has made the return super easy and very good for us and our ambassadors across the country. Let me follow up on that just Quickly, sure. did some of those online manu- uh, online retailers, were they upset? Like, were they very angry with you? Like, why are you doing this? I think it's okay just to be specific so that everybody can understand. We were doing business with Cigar International. And we learned what many other cigar companies have also learned, that Cigar International um, is a very aggressive company and that they're business practices didn't quite line up with what our goals were. And it was actually hurting the brick and mortars because pricing was off on the online sales versus what they were spending their hard-earned money in their shops to invest in our brand. And as we became aware of this, we said, let's just pull back and be a brand that somebody who owns a shop can build in their portfolio and always service their consumers. And they're not going to be sucked into online auction sites and things like that. It's okay if a brick and mortar has an online shop because that sells to other customers. We're not anti-online. We just want to be in family-owned shops where they provide the experience that we think is part of the McAuliffe cigars. And that really resonated with a lot of folks, especially during COVID where these small mom-and-pop shops were struggling a little bit. So I know everyone's appreciative of it in every shop that you guys are carried in. When I walk in, they're like, oh, we, we carry McAuliffe. Thank carry you. McAuliffe. They're very proud that, that they are able to carry you guys. So that, that's it, it was a time where we were moving fast. And we did some kind of clever things where we were allowed a shop to sell a product and then we shipped it to the consumer. Um, I don't know that anybody else has done that. But it was all about if you if you say you're committed to a set of people, you make decisions based on that. We had inventory in Texas. Maybe they couldn't get into their shop. And maybe they could just call their customers and run the, the receipt through their home computer 
We just wanted to make sure they stayed in business and their family could eat during a difficult time too. You're one of the only manufacturers that at least showed that they cared in that fashion. I think that there were several that showed some new things. Absolutely. And it was exciting because when you bring some new perspectives into an industry, the thing you want to do is be copied. And, and it's a lot of fun to see some of the other great companies in our industry call us and say, how are you doing that? Is there some tips or tricks that you have? And it ends up better serving the brick and mortars and their customers. And that's what we want to be able to do. Imitation is the highest form Absolutely. of flattery. And by the way, several other companies have helped us in many regards. You do not get into this industry and not make mistakes and have to learn. And we've had several companies who've come to us and said, hey, we went down that path. Here's what happened. You may want to tweak this or that. You know, we always hear about the bad things in the industry. Well, this guy said this, this guy said that. These two companies don't get along. We rarely hear about the good things. Well, let me name three names for you. Placentia family. Placentia family has incredible tobacco inventory. And we are greatly appreciative of what the Placentia family has taught us and the ability to buy from them. When there's a component missing from our mix, the Placentias have been there for us. A.J. Fernandez. A.J. and his family helped us. It was the most amazing thing. We didn't know how to cost all this stuff and do the internal accounting for tobacco. And they literally had their CFO come over and teach us. Wow. And then Luciano at Ace Prime. Luciano has one of the best tobacco inventories in the business, and he's making great cigars out of it. And our Gomez Sanchez family said, hey, Luciano, can we pick up this component? We're running short. And Luciano said, no problem, we got your back. So wow. I love that on the manufacturing side, we can collaborate that way. That's amazing. All right, so enough with with PCA and we're here and sure. past. And what's new? What's coming out? What do you have that everyone should be really excited for? Yeah, absolutely. So when I talked about we were changing our marketing, this is the first time that I can really show what our products will begin to look like when they're on the shelf. And you'll find the Macau section over the next six to 18 months being this nice white vista that represents it and makes it easy to find our products. You'll find them today on the Riatas that were released earlier this year that are right here. It's a fan of many, especially in the Northeast, have enjoyed the Riatas. And then we have the Medallia Special Edition, which we released earlier this year. It's a beautiful blue box. And this cigar is special because it's released on International Women's Day because we wanted to celebrate strong women. And uh, I know, James, that you're enjoying one right now. I absolutely am. It is absolutely amazing. I've had the Big Dahlia in the larger size, but this, this is just special. And, and we call it the special edition. It's released once a year, and that's how we'll do it. Or if a brick and mortar is having an event, they can actually pick some up for that event as, as a special edition should be available. The next thing that I have that we're releasing is the McAuliffe. And for those of you who may not be familiar, we have a very great organization called the McAuliffe Ambassadors. It's almost 8,000 people. 4,000 of them are in Facebook with us. Um, it's, a, it's a family. I'm incredibly proud of the leaders that are inside the McAuliffe Ambassador community, like Larry Frank, who have helped us focus on some philanthropic goals. We're actually uh, helping support the Children's Shiner Hospital which is a passion of his, uh, through some mugs that we sell to the ambassadors. But it was all ambassador-driven. They said, hey, we need to be philanthropic. We're a great community. And so now the Tr Shiner's Children's Hospitals are doing it. 
Well, a year ago, we let our sellers have a small version of the McAuliffe A. And uh, today, I'm really happy to show you that we have the lowercase a with the lowercase a that's for the ambassadors. It's available in a 50 count box. It'll be about five and a half bucks a stick, depending on what the tax situation is in your state. And that's shipping today. Just real quick, I, I'm an ambassador. Uh, Randy's an ambassador. Tim's an ambassador. Because we love your products. And I know that on Facebook group, people were going nuts for these. They would give them to me. Where are they at? Where are they at? And someone, you know, they'll show a picture. Look, well, like where's that. Waldo? Yeah. You'll be able to find your sales rep and get a cigar. <laughs> and now they can do it themselves. That's amazing. So in this, it's coming out in September, the collectors. I hadn't even touched it, but let's lead off with let's it. Let's do How's that. How's that sound? So in honor of Al McAuliffe's 80th birthday, which is coming up, we're doing the collector's edition. And the collector's edition is very special because... When you open it, you'll see that it has eight different blends in it from our core line out of our factory. It includes two of the Reservas, which are our uh, celebratory cigar. It's got the Leyendas. It has everything that you're looking for. And the same Vitola as the Medallia SE, which is that 5 by 40 Landrace. The thing that we've been able to do as we've grown our factory and become more efficient, not only do we have unbelievable tobacco ready to roll, but we're able to release that at $8 a stick, which is, in today's world, a, a great price point. It's a, it's, a, it's a steal. With inflation in the economy the way it is, it's a steal. At $8 and, you know, we could have bumped it up to 10 but we're like, no, we want this to be $8. And for people who love McAuliffe, it's kind of like that warm chocolate chip cookie on your bed pillow. Yes. You're just, like, surrounded by this McAuliffe flavors that you love. Let's, we didn't even talk economy. We talked a lot off camera. And I appreciate your time because I know you guys are super busy. We didn't talk about the economy. How is inflation affecting you guys? Or is it? Well, I'll give you an example. The cigar that you're having, those bands have doubled and almost tripled in prices in the last year. In 12 months, they've almost tripled in price. That's correct. And it's not because anybody's price gouging. It's because we didn't even have access to the paper or to that blue ink. Wow. I mean, it's real. Now, as we've scaled and continued to grow fast, we've been able to manage those costs because we're manufacturers in other industries, and, and we do a lot of things with our supply chain to dampen the effect of inflation as much as possible. It's honest. We may have a price increase next year, but it's been two years since we've done that. Absolutely. And we will do it in a way that outperforms most companies in terms of favorability for the consumer. Based on everything you've done to date, I have no doubt that that will be the case. Thank you. You know what? We got one other thing that we can talk about where we got business practices. Do it. Would you like to be my Vanna White? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is our inventory scorecard. So one of the things that we think is important for brick and mortars is making sure they know that we have the cigars available when they need to buy them. And so when we did the math, we've got a lot of green dots on here, a couple red dots where we didn't have something. We had our cigars 94% of the time available last year. And I think that that is a best practice that we're bringing to this industry. The other thing it allows us to do is when we do special events with like Abe at Smoke Inn, the Great Smoke, he says, I need 4,000 cigars. And so I'm able to pre-build that separately from my commercial inventory. And as I work with other people who want to do big events, we can have their inventory set aside a year in advance and we can have our commercial inventory so we don't 
get caught flat-footed. Wow. So we're having a lot of fun, James. And you're doing it efficiently, cost-effectively, in a way that other cigar companies may not be able to do it. Yeah, I don't know what they do. You know, the funniest story that I was told, I was, I was on a panel, and they said, how do you blend your cigars? And I listened to the other three people, and they're like super smart tobacco people. And I'm going to be the first to admit, I, I lead a company. I, my expertise is not tobacco blending. The Gomez Sanchez family, who've been doing this for over 70 or 80 years, that's their expertise. But the question is, what is the process we use? And everybody talked about flying to Nicaragua or the Dominican. And I said, I, have, I haven't been there because that's not our process. What we do is we have every year, we have flights of cigars brought to us and we store them in our humidors in Texas because we want to understand the blend possibilities that are being created, what they taste like on the consumer side. Right. And so over the last four years, we've built a wall of different blend cigars so that we have a library. And when we're talking about doing something new, all we have to do is go into the library and pull things off the shelf and say, yes, I like this and this, communicate it back to the team in Esteli, Maybe we change Vitola size. We talk about what we'll do for that. But it's a, it's a library of options versus the, the approaches other people use. And I was told that I'm the only person in the cigar industry who's doing it. I said, I didn't know another way. <laughs> well, you're taking business practice from other industries and you're incorporating them into the tobacco industry. And in an industry that has been, this isn't a knock on the industry, but this has been stagnant for 100 years. I mean, how much... Can act, you know, rolled up dead leaves change. I think there's people like Steve Saka who are been in the industry for so long and have a depth of knowledge, and he's just a great example of a face. There's yeah. several other men and women who have similar skills, and they can see things and they can operate in a different way that works for them. For us, we would like a blend library so that we can test it on the consumer side. Absolutely, that just makes sense. It's just a different approach. Absolutely. Can I do the other one. Yeah, happy All to. Right. Let's talk about the ambassadors. You brought them up over there. We talked about it a little bit. Let's talk about the ambassador program. James, we're having so much fun. Today, this is a little heat map of the ambassadors inside the United States. We are 8,000 strong. You can see that we have primarily east of the Rocky Mountains, which is where we have focused our business. That was a choice. But we do have some great fans out on the West Coast. We invest in that group because that's where we get feedback. Imagine having... 8,000 board of directors who are not shy to tell you what they think about your product. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they are not. And, you know, that's how come I know our quality is so good. Because when there's a problem, people just contact me directly. And, you know, we've been doing this for three years with the ambassadors. I've maybe shipped 100 cigars out. And I know some people are like, hey, we know it's a hand-rolled deal. No big deal. But there's other people who, who like, they... I know. Find <laughs> something. And my favorite is the people when they're like, they show me pictures, which I appreciate, and I'll be like, all burned down one side. And I'm like, guys, I think I understand what happened. I like to drive really fast in my car. Yeah. And I roll my window down, and almost every day I have a burn issue because the wind has blown my cigar. I go, could that have happened? And they laugh. And they're like, well, yeah, I was smoking it in my car while oh, I was driving. There you go. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what happens. <laughs> So for the ambassadors, we've got the, the lowercase a, like we mentioned. We have the Churchill, and we also have the Gordo A, which I don't have in front of us today. 
which the A, I was lucky enough to get it before it was named the A. So you had a TB. The TB, yeah, the to be named. That's right. It was amazing. I love it. Such a great cigar. And you said that you have 8,000 ambassadors. And you have a 50% conversion rate to Facebook. And to Facebook where we can have more community. Yeah, and it is a community. You guys are always posting things, doing uh, lives for the ambassadors. Bill White hosts a show every Monday night. And he's been bringing in industry guests from all over the industry so that they have a chance to talk to him. We've got people like Dave Groot, who's an active ambassador. And you know what? Dave never lets me slip. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. All right, so tell us about, because you have... Four different spots yes, sir. that you take your retailers around to and say, hey, look, this is what we're all about. What is this all about? Because this putter is a little bit of awesome. It's a little awesome, the putter, but it's not the headline. No. So in the past, so when you start a business, you, you learn as you go. And this is really a station about humility and lessons learned. And in the past, we would invest money where you took stacks of cash and then you put them in print resources like is under my finger um <laughs> like what's under my finger and he's gonna lift i'm it gonna up go ahead and lift it. it up this is exclusive for those of you the simply stogies yeah, podcast yeah for those of you listening uh the uh, publication uh i'll give you the the initials it's c and a for all of you aficionados and let me be honest there. about it they did everything the way they said they would do it there's no issue with what they did when we didn't see any results from it we actually went to the university and had a professor come in and help us start building survey data so we could better understand what was going on and so we ran a survey of premium cigars purchasing habits and what we really wanted to understand is what helps somebody choose to smoke a new brand because really that's what we're doing Right. Advertising is, is just one tool in the lever, and it's a very expensive one in some of these traditional it is. mechanisms. And so out of that survey, the key question was, when you're introduced to a new cigar, who does it? You want to guess? I'm going to guess it's a friend who smokes. Number one is friend, number two is tobacconist. There you go. And it, there's nothing in between. As best I can tell, based off of just random advertising, Nobody tries a new cigar. But what this does is it pushes people into their local tobacconist, into their local BMM. Hey, do you have that thing that was number one? You got that thing that was number two? You know what? That's a totally valid point. People who have the number one cigar, they absolutely get it. We spent several days talking to different retailers to understand the impact of the top 25 list. There is an impact. There are customers that come in, they have the list, and they buy each of those cigars. But the important question is, are those your high-value customers? And it's not. And it's okay. It's people just having fun and exploring things. Absolutely. But when you're needing to build a new brand, you really want to understand people who are in the lifestyle of smoking. And in Macau Cigars, we know you're going to have two, three, four, five favorites. You know, I love me some Avo. I love me some uh, Crown Heads right now. Absolutely. Ace Prime. Ace Prime. I love the Stillwell from Saka. I really love the Brulee. Oh, the Brulee. I mean, these are these are great cigars. And our goal is to be in that rotation with these cigars. And that's what 
sets you apart. Is, like, there's a lot of things that set you apart from everyone else in the industry, but this is a big one for me. Because you guys are like, we know you're going to smoke other things. We we'll want smoke. you to because they're good. Yeah, And we smoke <laughs> other things, and I'll tell you what we smoke. Right. A lot of guys walking around here, they take the bands off the cigar, right? So you don't know what you're smoking. That's right. You guys are like, whatever. We're just real. Whatever. We're having fun. So what we did is we've taken our cash, and we put it into a marketing program. Through the McAuliffe Ambassador program, we have the tasting passport. People try the cigars, they put their bands in, they submit them. We have lotteries. They get a gift card to their favorite McAuliffe brick and mortar shop. We don't put any restraints on what you buy. You buy whatever you want because we like cigars. We know it benefits the McAuliffe consumer. We know it benefits the McAuliffe brick and mortar. Absolutely. And so we've made that pivot away from traditional print media to investing directly in our channel. And, and we're not ashamed of it. No. It's very important. B&M's have been important to you for couple of years now with, with the press release we talked about earlier. They were unintentionally important when we started because we didn't know the business. Now all of our intentionality is on the brick and mortar. On the brick and mortar. Because I think you understand where the fans are. You understand. Well, absolutely. And, and the problem is, we're going to see this at the next station, is the, the negative impact that some of the giant online people can have on the family-owned brick and mortars. And it's not just about our business. This is a very important point. Advocacy for us to maintain our right to smoke occurs only through the brick and mortars. We are distributed across this beautiful country that we live in. And it's at the municipal level, it's at the state level, and it's at the federal level. And if the brick and mortars go away, there will be no more smoking for us. No, because at the local level and the state level, as much good as the PCA does on a federal level, there's not a lot on the, on the state and the You know what level. I learned about the PCA? Lynn and Josh may spend more time helping people in state organizations and brick and mortars in their municipal and state battles than they do in the federal. Really? Absolutely, they well, do. I knew they and said they that, have that was going to be a focus. And they're winning. Good. Glenn and Josh are helping tobacconists and local shops win. They need that. Those it's, local it's tobacconists very need important. that. That's right. I think I need to take a certain retailer over to them to find out about that. <laughs> All right, so we're standing in front of Balloons that look eerily similar to something. I can't put my finger on it, Dan. Tell me about the balloons. Some of your listeners may remember that we sold through Cigar International in our early days. And when we understood that there are some fine individuals at Cigar International, but the system that they've implemented where they take your products they may liquidate them or they may underprice them because they just want to grow share. Right. It hurts brick and mortars. And so we kind of went through a divorce. I mean, it was very much like a divorce. And we got to make sure all the children are happy and healthy. Um, but we're very proud to say we're no longer lukewarm. We're an exclusive brick and mortar brand. And if you're a brick and mortar and you want to build your business on a brand that you know, that we control from the manufacturing all the way to your shelf, you can build a practice around McAuliffe Cigars that you can count on. Absolutely. We will not sell direct. We will not sell to the superstores that are online. And we've had to go actually do cease and desist to defend that position. But we believe that it's in the interest of people who spend their money, their hard-earned money on our products. We want them to know that we have their back. And today we're just poking fun at a company that 
Has a smiley face. Has a smiley face. And by the way, every brick and mortar who pops one of those balloons, they have available either a trip to Al's new house in Barbados. Oh, wow. Or they can go to the ranch hunting. So whatever you're into, we're here to provide you some fun. I think I'd do the hunting trip. Yeah, it's all personal preference. Yeah, I think I'd do the hunting trip. You guys have a, a product that is fantastic. You guys have your fingers on the pulse of the consumer. Thank you. And you have your fingers on the pulse of your retailers. There's not a lot of companies that can say that. We're honestly doing the best we can every day. We know when we make mistakes. We just try to recover quickly. We love it when people point them out so that we can recover. But we know that if we do a good job every day, we can earn the trust of consumers and retailers, and we'll build a healthy business that will have a legacy in the industry. Dan Thompson, McAllen Cigars, I appreciate it. Thank I have taken so up much. way too much of your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of uh, interviews done on the PCA 22 trade show floor. Join me next time where I'm not quite sure what I'll be talking about yet, but I promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com. 